I don't know if this is being recorded. It probably isn't. But I'm entertaining myself at this juncture. Um, death to America. Thank you all very much. Hello, pod people, and welcome back to another episode of Big Bad Nonsense. I am Sock, sitting here in the wonderful summer air with my good old buddy, Biscuit. On headset number three, it's still kind of shitty. What's up, fuckers? (laughs) At least no one's going to have to deal with any sort of infernal clicking or anything like that. Yeah, sorry about that, guys, but uh, I got rid of it. Well, I'm sure that... I'm not used to that one. Yeah, okay. Well, our, our faithful listeners are our faithful listeners, uh, re- regardless of, of how you deliver your, your golden voice to us. Yeah, I mean, if you've stuck with us this far, then I don't know what's going to get rid of you. <laughs> Biscuit, would you like a joke? Uh, we, we do have a joke. I also have story time. Do we want to do the joke first? Well, let's, let's do the joke. No, no, actually, wait. We have something we have to do even before that. Uh... Say something positive. Oh, I got a new salt gun. It's really cool. And I blew a wasp fucking head off. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming you're talking about your, your, your bug assault things there. Yeah, they put out a new one that's got CO2 cartridges in it. It was like $130, but I bought it anyway because I'm not an adult. And it's pretty fun. <laughs> okay, so this one will kill wasps then. Yeah, they'll take them out. Yeah, I put a hole in my uh, screen accidentally. So. <laughs> and the, the, the <laughs> previous one would not? Oh, God, no. Well, I mean, if you really tagged them right on the feed, yeah. But I would recommend it. Okay, well, Biscuit's got a fancy new gun. Yeah, it's very American. My positive thing is I got something that can kill stuff. <laughs> At least it's only bugs. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 Say something positive. Ah, there we go. Biscuit's learning how to be a co-host. Okay. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What can I say that's positive? I got my second dose of vaccine, so now I'm fully protected against COVID. Just in time for it to manipulate. That not really matters. Yeah, well, luckily for me, Slovakia is kind of in a good place. I mean, like, we've opened most things up again, and there seems to be a relatively low rate of infection. I hope it stays that way, because in a couple weeks, I'm supposed to go to the mountains, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I got things planned in uh, October that I'm starting to side-eye a little bit. But uh, that's not positive, so good job on getting stabbed. Uh, have you gotten the vaccine yet? No, but I'm closer to it. I, I'm, I'm at the point I'm ready to do it. It's just a matter of coordinating it because I'm, you know, working shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, okay, fair enough. But I'm at the point that when I find a window, I am. Okay, so Biscuit, let's, let's delve into your story time then. What's your story? Okay, so I was in a position that uh, I got to overhear a story from a property manager. Um, 
manages like 300 residential neighbor uh, neighbors um houses in an area right so like all maintenance calls get them rented out all that shit right mm-hmm. um so she gets a call the other night from uh somebody that's at one of the residences and they're like hey we can't find the cat and so at first you know she's kind of like well the fuck are you calling me for? I mean, go find her. You know, like probing questions. Like, did you leave the door open? Whatever. It's like, no. And then they're like, uh, we had some bath fitters here today. And I think they put the bath over the cat. <laughs> and, and the property manager asks, why do you think that? And they say, because we can hear it. They built a tub over the fucking cat. And I... Uh, We're not done. Okay. That part, you're already... That part, you're already, like... Like, did you not notice the cat? Like, what? Yeah. How the fuck does that happen? Yeah, that's Um, that's exactly what's coursing through my mind right now. Does does this end out okay for the cat? Well, we'll get there. Okay. Yes. Yes. You're allowed to laugh because the cat does make. Okay. Um, so, so it's like one of those baths that you know they just fit it on two piece onto the wall, and they put the like top part on, but then the part that goes down the ceiling from the wall, they like fucked off and had lunch for an hour or whatever, and then they came and slapped that on. So I think it went in like took a nap during that time frame. They just didn't look. But um, yeah. So then they call the bath fitters and they're like. You need to get out here and fix this. And they're like, no, no, we can't get there tomorrow. We've got two jobs. Like, they were like, no, that sucks for you, huh? But um, they end up getting somebody to rip up part of the floor. whole thing ends up costing like $8,500. Cat does get out. But but here's um, the part I'm saving till the end. Um, You may have noticed when I said somebody from one of the residences called. I did not say the residence. Uh, that call about losing the cat in the tub came from people that were there cat-sitting because the resident was on vacation. And they got a tub built over it. Wow. Like, that's going to be a fucking doozy of a Yelp review. <laughs> Accidentally built tub over cat. LOL. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, that shit's just fucking amazing. I want to share it with you. <laughs> Built a tub over a cat. That is... That you were cat-sitting. That you were cat-sitting. The cat was your job. Wait, wait, wait. So the people, the same people who built the tub... No. No. No, the tub fitters are, like, professionals. But... Okay, so... Still, on on your watch cat-sitting, you let a tub get built. Yeah, no kidding. Maybe try a different profession. Yeah, yeah. Cat sitter doesn't sound like it's made for you. Uh, no. All right. Well, the so little, I, yeah, the kitty got out, so I'm happy. Yeah, the cat. I mean, even if it had died, I would have just called you. Let's see, it felt better. And now you're always going to wonder. <laughs> right. I think it's safe to assume the cat got out, listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, just fuck. All right. Uh, 
That is truly an interesting story, Biscuit. Uh, maybe we should round that out with a Joe joke. I was going to say, you know, a truly interesting man, it's Yosef! All right. So, listeners, if you're not aware of this, because this is the first time you're tuning in, we have a book called Joe Jokes, uh, written by Josef Kovacs. And uh, it's basically a book full of jokes that he wrote, Slovak jokes, which he translated into English, probably by use of a very poor online translator. So Biscuit is going to choose a topic for us. All right. So once again, Biscuit, we've got business, school, religious, doctors, marriage, police, children, pub, she and he, and another. Born on school and police, but I'm going to go police. You're going to go with police. Okay, let's do police. All right, hold on a second here. So, police, here we go. All right. The policeman tells the driver, you pay 500 euro for... F- uh, wait, okay, hold on here. You pay 500 euro fine for overrun 60. You are joking. From what time do you find the man as well as for, fa- uh, for that how he is old? What is happening? <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me start at the beginning in hand here before I read yeah, the Slovak. Yeah, I'm going to tell it again. Okay, okay. So the policeman tells the driver, you pay 500 euro fine for overrun 60. You are joking. From what time do you find the man as well as for that how he is old? Like the quote-unquote punchline it like sounds like your mouth is falling down the stairs <laughs> like that is that is a arrangement of words you are joking from what time do you find the man as well as for that how he is old okay looking at the slovak version here it looks like the guy is responding to the policeman as if to say when since when do you give people uh, a, a ticket for uh, being old for being old, right? Because he's like, "Oh, I'm giving you a tic- ticket for being over 60. and he's like, "Hey, why are you giving me a ticket for being old?" I mean, that's just even the original doesn't hit, but womp, that's womp, a boy. Womp, womp. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Joey Joe found that one, but he should put it back. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's put Joe jokes aside. Uh, sometimes it delivers. Sometimes it falls flat on its face, and uh, that 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 fell flat. They're they're gonna have to f- look for the black box to find out where that one crashed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <Yes. laughs> let's move on with the show. Hell yeah. Biscuit. What? We have mail. We do? <laughs> I'm, I'm more surprised that you know about it. <laughs> I, I, okay, listen. I took a break from the mailbox, but I, I did not take a permanent leave from the mailbox completely. I have gone back to the mailbox. The uh, first message is from John, but not the John. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we we actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should. Exp- we have two. You know that little meme of the kid that he's like they had us in the first half. Not gonna lie. <laughs> okay. Well, let, let let me be clear here. We have two emails from Johns today. One is from another John, and one is from the John. I mean, I assumed he 
have some role in this uh, segment. So uh, I'll take it. Okay, okay. So this one is from John from Birmingham. So not the John, but a John. Uh, so John from Birmingham uh, basically writes to say that you should, uh, Sock, you should talk about your bicycle more. It really seems to make Biscuit angry. <laughs> uh, it's interesting going into the mind of people that listen to this and seeing why. He's just waiting for the part that you pissed me off. And I respect that. <laughs> okay. Uh, our next email is from The John. Uh, and this email is very short. It just says, Alec Jones? Question mark? Alec Jones? Yeah, not even Alex Jones. It just says Alec Jones. Followed by a question mark. So, okay. So he probably fucked the name up, but he wants to do Alex Jones next, which um, I'm going to hard no. You yeah. got yours. Yeah, no, we're yeah, we're, we're 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 never going to do Alex Jones on this show because he's he's a terrible person. It, it, it's the thing is like if we did one thing he said, you'd be like, "Holy shit, that's nuts." And then you do another thing. It's "Holy shit, that's nuts." And then you do a third. It's "Holy shit." I mean, we'd just be doing the same thing over and over and over. A yeah. couple of words change. I I mean pretty much like uh with in the case with Alex Jones, like if you watch his show now, it's actually really boring. Like it's it's not all this like sort of him screaming about gay frog stuff. Like ninety percent of it is is him saying there's a war on patriots. Uh, you have to be ready to fight the fight against the globalists, and it's coming, and it never comes. Like it's the same shit every episode. Yeah. So like there's yeah, and and he'll wave a what? bunch. Yeah. Once he got deplatformed, like, he just, his heart ain't in it anymore. So, yeah, he knows he can just be like, they're coming for your gun. He's basically just in it now because he's trying to sell his, you know, fucking COVID fixing pills or whatever bullshit he's hawking. Like, even he's sick of the shit. Yeah, and now on his website, he's got, like, actual white nationalists, like, posting videos. So, it's, I'll tell you what, if there are people out there who want to hear commentary on Alex Jones, then I recommend another podcast, it's called Knowledge Fight, where they go through practically every episode that Alex Jones puts out, and they pick it apart, and they read the articles that he claims to have looked into for his research something which we could never do because we just don't have enough time for it that would be the podcast i would suggest you go to there's a way to cover alex jones properly and i would say that the podcast knowledge fight does it so i would say go to them instead if you want to hear about alex jones nice plug i might look at it myself yeah so, it, it's pretty funny hopefully we help you john you <laughs> Uh, either that or, or John actually knows some guy named Alec Jones, and this is no really, in no way related to Alex Jones, and he wants us to do that for some reason? Well, I'm not familiar, so maybe give us a little more some, uh, next time, John, which I never thought I'd say to you. All right. The next email we have is Jenny from New Jersey, and she says the... She sounds hot. Uh-huh. I I knew somebody was gonna fucking do that. Yeah, I I uh, uh 
you know what? If anyone else writes the word the, I'm just going to delete the email because there's no point in reading an email from everyone who writes the word the. I if I mean like if all you guys I I've, I've made you laugh like at least once over the fucking multiple years, right? If you could all do me a favor and email him the. <laughs> like it'll take you what, 30 seconds? Maybe remind them what our email address is. Uh, BigPadNonsense at gmail.com. Fuck you, you didn't think I'd know that. Uh, no, I, I was sincerely hoping you knew that. All right, and our Twitter. <laughs> uh, Big Bad Nonsense. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so you can tweet the at Biscuit, who is the one who's responsible for running our Twitter account poorly. Yeah, yeah. at least then somebody would be talking to me on that, so that'd be cool. <laughs> Okay, so we've got one final email here, uh, and it is from Biscuit, who says, I'm a big dummy, and you should ask me questions to prove how dumb I am. Yeah. <laughs> Way <That's>... a minute. <laughs> oh, and here we go to our next segment. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, Biscuit. What? This was your idea, this thing that we're about to do next. Do you know, you, you've given me several ideas. Do you know what this one is? Explaining something to me or asking me trivia that it's probably not going to go so well for me because that's funny. It's the trivia portion, but you had a specific idea in mind for what I should ask you as trivia. That I don't got. Okay, uh, you suggested that I give you the uh, United States uh, citizenship test. Oh, yeah! yeah! Oh, my God, like, I might not get one. Uh, okay, here's the thing, and I encourage listeners to play along. Pause and see if you can answer them, too, if you're American. I guess even if you're not. I tried the citizenship test, and it's ridiculously easy. And... If you if you don't get this, then I'm going to ask, you know, I'm, I'm going to suggest that maybe you go get a CAT scan or something because th there would be something <laughs> wrong with your brain. Well, I mean, I am pretty stoked. <laughs> okay, there are 20 questions. They're all multiple choice. When I tried it... And oh, thank God! <laughs> uh, if you go and try this yourself... Uh, they generate a different test every time, and I took it like three or four times, and the questions are really easy. I was able to answer most of them without even like reading all the multiple choice options. I was just like, oh, I know what that is, and found it. And my like, I uh, amateur history buff here, but at the same time, it's like I've never specifically studied American history. So, Biscuit, are you ready to just dive into this? So, did you go like 20 for 20? Uh, I took it three or four times, and I think three times I got 20, and one time I got 19, because I was just like, oh, I don't know the answer, and I just guessed. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, question number one, and I'll read you the question, and maybe you know the answer right away, and if, if you don't, then I'll read you the options, okay? Sometimes the options are yes, a little... You little shit. <laughs> 
Uh, no, really though, like a lot of these are, are particularly easy and I think you'll probably know what they're getting at uh, if I just ask you the question. Okay, so question number one. What is the supreme law of the land? Give me them. Okay, okay. so you have the Constitution, the Emancipation Proclamation, the Articles of Confederation, or the Declaration of Independence. What was the first one again? The Constitution. Yeah, so. Okay, you're right. Okay, it is the Constitution. Okay, so you're one for one, for one right now. Okay. What happened at the Constitutional Convention? That's pretty vague, so give me them. Okay. The Emancipation Proclamation was written. B, the no. Con- B, the Constitution was written. C, the Declaration of Independence was written. And D, the Virginia Declaration of Rights was written. Oh, it's got to be D, dude. No, it's uh, not. It's the Constitution. There we go. Okay, so you're two for two. All right. Why did the colonists fight the British? Okay, here we go. I mean, I want to see how they say it. I mean, you know. Okay, so because of A, because of high taxes, B, because they didn't have self-government, C, because the British Army stayed in their houses, or D, all of these answers? Well, if not for C, I'd say D, but no, they wanted to run their own shit. Okay, so you're saying B, self-government, yes? Yes. Okay, Uh, (laughs) the correct answer was all of them. Wait a minute, but what was C again? Uh, Because I was going to say it except for C. uh, C, because the British Army stayed in their houses. Oh, shit. I I read it as the British Army stayed in their house, like the their own house. <laughs> That's why I threw it out. If I had understood what it said, I would have said all the above. Whatever, you can give me an X. I thought it was, I thought it was like, you know, that joke answer the teacher puts on the test to make you go, ha, ha. Yeah, no. He was just like, because British soldiers stayed home and... <laughs> Eight crumpets. And I was like, ah. Yeah, okay, no, they don't mean that the British Army stayed home. They mean the British Army stayed in they the colonist were, houses. Yeah. Yeah, they were occupied. <laughs> See, that, I, I did not land that plane. Okay. What are the two parts of the U.S. Congress? The House and the Senate? Yep. There you go. Uh-huh. You didn't even need the options for that one. There we go. Okay. The, yeah, boy, have a smarty. <laughs> the other, the other options are like the House of Lords and the House of Commons, which is like British Parliament and like yeah. a bunch of stuff with like courts and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Why does the flag have fifty stars? Because uh, how many states there is? Okay. There we go. All right. So one star for each state. All right. Who wrote the Declaration of Independence? Options. Okay. George Washington, James Madison, Thomas Jefferson, or Abraham Lincoln? Well, it's not honest, Dave. I'm going to tell you that one. Oh, shit. It wasn't George, was it? I, 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 All right, let's... Let's, let's find out. So you want me to click on George Washington? Sure. 
It's Jefferson. It is Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Jefferson. Uh, George Washington was a general during the War of Independence, but uh, Thomas Jefferson wrote it. Yeah. Well, uh, I kind of midway through saying it was like, you're being stupid right now. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Now, this is a bit more complicated question, so I'm just going to give you the options with this one. Okay, so what are two ways that Americans can participate in their democracy. Okay, so option A, write to a newspaper and call senators and representatives. B, give an elected official your opinion on an issue and join a community group. C, vote and join a civic group. Or D, all of these answers. I mean, technically it's D. The newspaper one's kind of weak, but I don't see why it's disqualified. All right, so I'm clicking on D for you here. Okay, you're correct. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. When yeah, they're just trying to be like, democracy is great. Come try it. And they got to come here all amped up, and after like three months, be like, oh. And because of the color of their skin, they, they have to wait in line for like 20 hours to vote? Yeah, it'd be like, welcome to democracy. And then they see that they're brown. They're like, oh, yeah, you know what? Never mind. Welcome to America. <laughs> okay when is the last day you can send in federal income tax forms i'm pretty sure i know it will give them to me anyway all right march 15th may 15th no april 15th yes okay so clicking on april 15th and you are correct how about that I think that's the one I got wrong when I did these tests. I was like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, why the fuck would you know that? Yeah, exactly. Okay, what are two rights in the Declaration of Independence? Okay, so here are the options. A, liberty and justice. B, life and right to own a home. C, life and death. Or D, life and the pursuit of happiness. Life and the pursuit of happiness. (laughs) The life and death? (laughs) Yeah, I know. You have the right to death. (laughs) That's one of those extra... Oh, boy! (laughs) Okay, so life and the pursuit of happiness. There we go. Okay. How many amendments does the Constitution have? Okay, so I'll give you the numbers. 27, 10, 21, or 23? I honestly don't know at this point. I'm going to go with 27. It is correct. Okay, there are 27. All right. All right. Because, I mean, that shit's fluid. Mm-hmm. At least in theory, if our government ever fucking accomplished anything. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Okay, next. Yeah. What is the name of the national anthem? The Star-Spangled Banner. Okay, there we go. Right? The other options they gave was My Country, Tis of Thee, America the Beautiful, and God Bless the USA. I bet you a lot of people fucked that one up. <laughs> okay, uh, this one's like a giver, right? When do we celebrate Independence Day? Uh, April 15th. It's July 4th. Okay, there Everybody. we go. Okay, okay. Uh, what is the highest court in the United States? The Supreme Court. There we go, right? Okay, see, some of these are quite easy. Of Virginia. <laughs> Name one branch or part of the government. So I'm going to have to give you the options here. Okay. Parliament, Congress. No. State government Mm -hmm. or United Nations. 
<laughs> the United Nations. They, they're trying to fuck with them. It's going to be Congress. Okay, it is Congress. Okay. And what are two rights of everyone living in the United States? Okay. So, A. Life and death. <laughs> Uh, A, freedom of speech and freedom to run for president. B, freedom of religion and freedom to make treaties with other countries. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Put in the first half, not going to lie. C, freedom to petition the government and freedom to disobey traffic laws. (laughs) And D, freedom of speech and freedom of religion. I thought that was A, too. No, A is freedom of speech and freedom to run for president. I mean, that's technically true as well, but I'll go D. Okay, uh, I, okay, D is the correct answer. A is technically not true, right? Because it says two rights of everyone no. living in the United States. Uh, that's true, because you got to be, I think, 40, 35, I think it is. Uh, something and, like that. Know, and you have to have been born if- in the United States or born an American citizen. Uh, well, then why did Barack Obama get to do it? Barack Hussein Obama. He wasn't born here. We all know it. We did. We know it. Uh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Moving on. All right. What did the Emancipation Proclamation do? Freed the slaves, more or less. I mean, that's the cliff notes. Answer. Okay. Yeah, the more or less, because the only option here with freeing slaves is freed slaves in most southern states. Okay. Yeah, it got the ball rolling on it. It was the first, like, big, okay, enough of this shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Like, the other options are, like, gave women the right to vote, gave the United States independence, and ended World War I. So, those are all obviously wrong. Yeah, the tragic event of giving women the right to vote didn't come until much later. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, That ain't gonna make it. Uh, the next one we have here is what is the political party of the president now? Well, Democrat. Well, I guess it's whenever you take the fucking test. Oh, God, I'm stupid. He's a Democrat. Yes, exactly. Right. Okay. And name one problem that led to the Civil War. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> would you like me to I, read I the options? I big one. <laughs> I just want to see all of them, but I can think of one part that was pretty fucking significant. Okay, A is slavery. And that, I'm, I don't want to spoil this. I don't want to step on your toes. That's going to be the answer, folks. <laughs> B- uh, going forward. Okay, B is oil. <laughs> <laughs> C is sugar. Okay. And D is westward expansion. We're going west too fast. Let's kill each other. (laughs) Did you see Joe? He was walking that way. Fuck you. That's wonderful. Okay, well, slavery obviously is the correct option, as you've already said. Uh, although theoretically, you could argue that westward. Ex- All right, no, I'm not. I'm not going to get too history on your ass here. But one of the problems uh, with ex- mm-hmm. with expanding west, yeah, so. one of the problems with expanding mm-hmm. west is that people couldn't decide whether these new territories and states should be slave states or free states. And well, that just boils back to slavery, I guess. Right? Okay. All right. Yeah, it does. 
Yeah. So don't try to correct me. Okay, okay, fair enough. All right, what did the Declaration of Independence do? <laughs> Sugar. <laughs> no, the correct answer is oil. <laughs> yeah, that's... I'm sorry. Um, I, 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 I go ahead and say that was us being like, yo, we're, we're going to do our thing now, and you, okay. you don't... You're not my real dad. You don't get to tell me. But let's see the answers just for fun, because the last one, oil, is pretty sweet. Okay. So declared our independence from France. Oh, it's definitely France. (laughs) Declared our independence from Great Britain. Gave women the right to vote or freed the slaves. (laughs) I'm going to, you know, very cautiously say Great Britain. Okay, yes, and that is the correct answer, of course. Okay, your last question, Biscuit, your last one here, okay? What stops Mm -hmm. one branch of government from becoming too powerful? Okay, so I'll read you the options here. Is it A, the president, B, checks and balances, C, the people, or D, freedom of speech? That's a little bit of a couple of them, but it's checks and balances. Okay, checks and balances is the correct answer. You have scored 90% on your citizenship test, Biscuit. Well, does that mean I get in? Like, what do you got to get? It doesn't specifically say how many correct answers. Actually, let me go back to the the main page here uh, and see... Okay, what did I say? George Washington wrote the Declaration of Independence or some shit like that? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. you also had that all of the above mistake there. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Honestly, if I had understood what it said, I would have gotten it. Okay, there's a lot of stuff here because it looks like there's a bunch of announcements about how they're not using the civics test or something anymore. Yeah, USCIS will no longer offer the 2020 civics test at the initial interview. But we'll continue to provide. Uh... Yeah, hey, don't worry about it. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know here. Okay, yeah. Uh, th- I think the point is, I was actually surprised by how fucking easy that test was. Yeah. Um, you don't. Well, I mean, if you come from somewhere else, you need to study a little bit, but. I mean, I think you can be prepped for that one in a day. The the only explanation I can think of is that American immigrating to the United States is so difficult and there's so much bureaucracy that by the time yeah. you get through it all, it's like you, you, you've already got mad skills. So who cares about whether or not you can pass a civics test? Yeah, you know all the branches of government because each one of them is going to have their way to tell you to go fuck yourself multiple times at this point. So, like, you you kind of, you know, learn on the way. Okay, so, Biscuit, I think this definitely proves that you're not so dumb. Uh, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I'd be the guy that, like, trying to get in. They're like, you passed. You can come to America. And I'd be like, no! Yeah, Biscuit would act, is probably actively looking for ways to leave America. I have plans to. <laughs> but anyway, for now, I'm a proud patriot. So, uh, yeah, George Washington wrote everything. 
Actually, I looked up the Slovak uh, citizenship test just as a comparison to see how difficult that was. And ours is ridiculously hard. Like, they didn't have an, a practice test or anything, but I was reading all the stuff that you have to do in it. And there's a lot of this history stuff. But you also have to, like, do uh, Slovak language tests. You have to, like, translate phrases and things like that. So it's actually really hard in comparison. That's strange. You'd think they'd be like, really? You want to come here? I'll step right this way. That's, well, to be fair, to come and live and work in Slovakia is rather easy. But to actually get a passport to say I'm a citizen, that's the hard part. All right. Seems dumb, but okay. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe the opposite of the United States or something. Oh, what? who cares? Biscuit, let's move on with the show. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. This episode of Big Bad Nonsense is made possible by our senior Afghanistan correspondent. Biscuit. What? Prohibition. <laughs> A very strange chapter in American history. Yeah, but we got Boardwalk Empire out of it. So, I mean, I guess all that blood running down the streets is worth it. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to tell you a particular story that happened during Prohibition here in a speakeasy. Uh, biscuit... You'll probably just say you're aware it exists, but can you tell me what a speakeasy is? It's a place that while booze was banned, you could, like, go and you could get a drink if you knew the magic words. There we go. I I wonder if that's the first time on this show where you've been able to answer my question. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it was going to happen sometime. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so prohibition from the 1920s to the 1930s. Alcohol, the sale or and consumption of alcohol was illegal in the United States. Actually, I don't think the consumption was, just the sale or the production. The production of it was, which, you know, that makes the consumption part a real bitch. Well, that's the thing, right? I think that American breweries and distilleries were still allowed to make alcohol and sell it overseas, but not... You know what? It doesn't matter. The point was that the average person couldn't walk into a bar without committing a crime. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, production still existed. It was just, in this country, locked locked down. Yes, basically, right? Now, one of the ironic things of this is that the banning of alcohol actually resulted in an increase in drunkenness and alcoholism. Yeah, because, I mean, it would make it that when you got your hands on it, you fucking went, oh, Not And then people don't like being told what to do. I mean, weed's illegal. <laughs> okay, everybody fucking does it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, on top of that, if you think about it, during Prohibition, alcohol being illegal, if you're going to take the risk, why would you bother taking the risk for beer? Right? You're going to go whole yeah, hog. Yeah, exactly. 
if you're going to brew exactly. something at home, you're going to go ahead and just do the full-on 70% rum or whatever other rot gut you can basically put together. Because why would you take the risk for someone for a drink that someone needs like four or five glasses to get drunk off of? Yeah, I mean, we aren't doing fucking white wine scriptures at this point because, you know, how hard you could make it increase your demand and as far as people obtaining it, a lot of them were like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to do this again. So, yeah, they don't want to get a little buzz. They want to get, you know, fucking starting a fight with a mailbox drink. <laughs> okay, so anyway... We have this situation where prohibition is in full swing in the United States. This is actually a story that comes from a little bit closer to the end of prohibition, near when the, uh, the amendment to the Constitution will be repealed. But nevertheless, you have these speakeasies all over the place in various different large cities. Basically what it is is you need to go and knock on a door that someone has told you where there's a bar. You speak the passwords or you speak easy to enter and you can go to this secret bar inside and you can consume alcohol out of sight, out of mind, and basically break the law. Yeah, and there were periods during Prohibition that these things weren't really that exclusive. It was pretty much an open secret. Like, they were fucking everywhere they could fit them. Yes. Usually with people and in high society. Fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one of the downsides to having an industry like this that is illegal is that, of course, you get some very shady characters running it, often involved in organized crime, i.e. the mafia and things like this. Yeah, again, Boardwalk Empire, you know, like five people die in an episode. It was all about trafficking that shit. Mm -hmm. like, people were willing to die for a barrel, and they were willing to kill you for it. Absolutely. Right now, we are going to talk about five people in particular: Anthony Marino, Joe Murphy, Frank Pasqua, and Dan Kreisberg. Okay, these th those Kreisberg. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, those sound like mafia names right off the bat. Okay, so y you know that this is going to be good. Anyway, these guys constituted what was known as the Murder Trust. Yeah, see, I mean, it sounds nice. <laughs> this is not a name that they gave to themselves. This is a name that the media would give to them later, and you'll find out why. Now, what these clever gentlemen did is they ran a speakeasy, okay? So there was sort of like a little conglomerate there. Joe Murphy being the barkeeper, and uh, Frank Pasqua and Dan Kreisberg just being some uh, uh, friends of his, okay, uh, of Anthony Marino, who I guess is the big boss in all of this. Now, what they did... Yeah, welcome to the fucking Murder Trust Bar. Here's my friend, Frankie the Schmuck. You got a problem with that? <laughs> anyway, these guys de devised what I think is a very clever plot. What they did... Now, this is during the Great Depression, right? Because during all of this prohibition, on top of the fact that you can't get loaded the stock market crashes and wipes out America's fortune in 1929. So for several years, nobody had any money, 50% unemployment and all this other stuff. So it's, it's a rather harsh time. Yeah, it's, it's really well-timed. They're like, all right, so um, 
We've noticed that life sucks, so we're going to take away the one part you like. Sound good? All right, break. <laughs> well, they actually took away alcohol before the Great Depression happened. So, but it, it, it certainly... Oops! <laughs> it certainly didn't help that the prohibition existed once everyone lost their jobs and their fortunes and all their money, basically, right? And they didn't repeal it right away either, right? Like, it took several years before that actually happened. Yes. Okay. So, anyway, these guys came up with a very clever idea. So, during the height of the Great Depression, running the speakeasy, they decided, hey, you got all these people who come in who are alcoholics. Alcoholics are usually at the end of their lifespan, why don't we take out insurance plans, life insurance plans, on some of these alcoholics, and when they inevitably die from <laughs> overconsumption of alcohol, we get a payday. That's fucked up. <laughs> so, so Joey Dan's like, hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey, sign this. All right, drink this. You dead yet? <laughs> now... It is unknown about how many people they did this to, but we're going to talk about two. One major one in particular here, okay? So I'm going to tell you the story of Mike Malloy. Great guy. Great guy. He was an Irish immigrant to the United States. You get to do your funny Irish accent. Hey, tight, tight, also, you don't need to mention him, man. Alcoholic, you already said I'm Irish. Hey, tight, tight, you may continue. Okay, I don't know if it's because your microphone isn't that great, but everything you said there was indistinguishable except for like high tighty something. Uh, okay, you want me to try it again, do you? <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to offend the Irish anyway, so we'll assume that whatever yeah. Biscuit said was offensive, and we'll move on. <laughs> well, I mean, you can end up... There was a connection between alcoholic and Irish. No, well... <laughs> That's the cliff notes. <laughs> okay. Now, Mike Malloy uh, lived his life uh, working as a firefighter and then eventually... Shit-faced. <laughs> well, no, this was before he was an alcoholic, right? So he, he was a fireman and he eventually... What do you mean before? You said he was Irish. Anyway, uh, so he was a fireman and then eventually he was a train engineer and... After a while, he was not able to hold down a job because alcoholism consumed his life, of course. Yeah, it does um, create self-imposed boundaries. Yes, okay. Now, these five men, so Marino, Murphy, Pasqua, and Kreisberg, they were well aware of Mike Malloy, right? So he was a regular among the speakeasies. And they said, okay, he is the perfect target for our plan because look at him he is 60 years old he is an absolute drunk he, he's not long for this world basically they said look at this guy he's like the perfect fucking irishman he just sweats into a cup and drinks it again <laughs> oh we are never going to have another listener from ireland okay anyway so they said, you know what, we will give Mike Malloy free credit at the bar and we'll basically get him to drink himself to death and we can look forward to a payday. I mean, 
your initial reaction is, didn't he wonder why he could drink for free? And then you're like, oh, right, he's an addict. And they said he can have it for free. And he, like, he's good. He doesn't need to know why. Yeah, exactly. Right? Now, of course, Mike Malloy, right, he can't hold down a job. It's the Great Depression. He was probably used to the whole bum rush anytime he entered a bar. So the fact that someone said, here, have some alcohol, he's not going to question it, right? He's just going to drink the alcohol. In addition to this, what they did was they convinced him that uh, Marino, Anthony Marino, was going to run for public office. And he said, here, sign this petition to help get Anthony Marino elected to like mayor or something like that. And I'm going to guess the, what was on that paper. He might have misled him slightly. Yeah, exactly, right? So this was actually a life insurance policy that he was signing, okay? And they said, you know, sign this paper, help me get elected, and you can have free drinks, basically. Yeah, and he was just, like, grabbing the pen, like, what year is it? Pretty much. They even gave him like a little bit of a crash pad at the back of the bar so he could sleep off his hangovers. Yeah. Like, you need anything else? There's some cardboard boxes. <laughs> okay. Now, they started feeding Mike Malloy free liquor, right? Whatever he wanted, they would just serve it to him. He had free credit at the bar. They said, just go for it. Whatever you want, order it, drink it. Who cares? Okay. Now, this initially seemed like a good idea, right? He'll drink himself to death really quickly. Of course, uh, Mike Malloy was a bit of a soldier. I guess he'd been doing the whole drinking thing for a while, and after a few weeks, they said, he's not dying. Like, man, this guy's fucking expensive. (laughs) Even more, it seemed that he seemed to do better based on the fact that they were giving him all this free booze, right? So he seemed to have better spirits, better uh, whatever, right? I guess because, like, you know, he's happy that he's got a regular source of alcohol now in some ways. And, I mean, he is an addict, so he's not stepping into the grave like they hoped he would. Well, yeah, he's Irish. He's like Bender from Futurama. Like, they need it. So, I mean, you're just giving Popeye, like, a spinach buffet, and you're like, he's getting strong, shit. (laughs) This, of course, is becoming a problem, right? Because, of course, it costs them money to supply Mike Malloy with alcohol. So they said, we're going to have to fix this situation. We've kind of dug ourselves into a hole here. We've given him free credit. We've taken out life insurance in his name. We need to get our money back, and furthermore, we want to get this payday. So... After weeks of feeding him free liquor and nothing seemed to happen, they said, okay, we need to take this to the next level. So Murphy, one of the members of this murder trust group, he was a former chemist. So he said, okay, I'm going to put together some chemicals to make sure that he bites it, basically. So he tells Mike Malloy, okay, we've got some new stuff. Malloy drinks it and says, hi, hey, you got some really smooth and great stuff. Uh, not knowing that, you know, they had laced his drinks with car antifreeze. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what those sneaky Frenchmen do with the wine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a myth. I don't think you'd ever catch any French person putting uh, antifreeze in their wine. Well, if you ever do have to 
catch a Frenchman. They're not very fast because they can't run with all the grapes on their feet. Anyway, <laughs> are, you just, <laughs> are you just trying to see how many nationalities you can rag on this episode? It seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, anyway, so they feed him a bunch of antifreeze in his drinks. He passes out. They throw him in the back room. And they get ready to look for a physician where they can bribe to make a death certificate. Okay? One hour later, Mike Malloy comes back, none the worse for wear. (laughs) You got a cigarette. Anyway, so they're like, okay, we're going to have to take this to the next level. So for the next few days, they keep spiking his drinks with antifreeze. It's not working. (laughs) Yeah, it's just not working. They just... They just slide a mug down the table. It's just got a fucking gun in it. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to that, right? So they keep giving him stronger <laughs> and stronger doses of antifreeze. It just doesn't work. Eventually, they just switch to turpentine. Still doesn't kill him. Have they tried feeding him Arby's? <laughs> Don't know if there was Arby's around then. I'm not sure it would have killed Mike Malloy. Anyway... Uh, I don't know. I ate there once. I thought I was done. <laughs> well, you survived. Yeah, well, well <laughs> I suppose that's a good point. Okay, so they've Shot gone... Shot down the own joke, didn't I? <laughs> so they've gone from antifreeze to turpentine. Eventually, they just start giving him glasses of horse liniment. Still doesn't What's a him. liniment? A liniment is like something that you put on... Uh, your skin to help like ease injuries. Think like Ben Gay, but for horses. Ah, so he's just like taking shots of icy. Yeah, I guess so. Right, but for horses. But for horses. Yeah. Uh, eventually, mixing everything with rat poison, nothing kills Mike Malloy. Goddamn right. <laughs> okay. Eventually, they say, "Okay, we can't kill him with drinks. Let's see if we can kill him with food." I heard of a chain restaurant that could probably assist you. <laughs> well, you t- uh, let me tell you what they served him, and you can tell me if you think this would be worse than Arby's or not. So they served him raw oysters soaked in wood alcohol. I mean, the raw, if they stop before the wood alcohol, I'm with you. But, hey, why are they giving him alcohol? He loves it. <laughs> They seem to have this idea that, like, soaking oysters in wood alcohol would be a toxic combination for some reason. It didn't work. What? No. No. After eating about two dozen of these, Malloy suggested that Marino open up a restaurant because he liked it so much. This guy's like those overeater dudes we did forever ago during the war. Like, the guy that was, like, Eating a soldier's leg like it was fucking Thanksgiving? In a way, yeah. It's like he's consuming things that you you would think would cause him great physical harm, but nothing's happening to him. So yeah, in a way, there's a parallel here. See, I made that connection, and you can go back and listen to that episode on Spotify, iTunes. <laughs> uh, Stitcher. Pandora, probably. Stitcher. We're not actually on Pandora. Some, uh Man, I get why you fucked this up so much. Um, <laughs> your favorite platform, it might be there. Apple Podcasts and TuneIn were the ones you were missing. Yeah, I said iTunes. Isn't that the same? No, I guess it's not. iTunes doesn't exist anymore, does it? 
it, it's all Apple Podcasts now. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Oh, I lied. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Back to Mike Malloy. Okay. So the the raw oysters in wood alcohol didn't kill him. So they tried making a sandwich of rotten sardines mixed with carpet tacks and tin shavings. <laughs> I mean, I, I get that he's like just blasted at all times, but he wasn't like, hey guys, I think you like left a nail in this. He ate it. He was, he was fine. Just like, he was just like, fuck it. Sounds good. Yeah. He was happy for the food. Okay. Yeah. No result. Any port in a storm. <laughs> okay. So now you have to think these guys are getting desperate. They spent all this money and time trying to get this guy to drink himself into an early grave, and it's just not working. So they get him completely blind drunk. They take him out to a park in the middle of a New York winter. They take off his clothes, they throw him in a snowbank, and they dump five gallons of water on him. So they made him a popsicle. Basically, okay? So five gallons of water in the middle of a New York winter, that's 20 liters for people who use metric, okay? So they basically put him naked outside, covered in water, in the freezing cold. This should kill anybody. The next evening... Mike Malloy shows back into the speakeasy wearing a new suit. <laughs> the suit's the kicker. That's the... <laughs> so apparently... He comes out better. <laughs> apparently, uh, some police had found him, and I guess these must have been the helpful New York City police because it's not something you'd think that the police would care about. But they found him naked in this snowbank, they brought him to a welfare, welfare organization that basically said, oh, you poor thing, and they gave him some new clothes. I'm still confused. Use this phrase I don't understand. Helpful New York police. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, 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 what is that? <laughs> new York City cops, right? They ain't too smart. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, but th- this is what happened, right? So I guess some, someone took pity on him, or maybe someone was watching at the time. I don't know. Sounds great. New suit. Yeah, new new suit, right? Whatever happened, he was found. A welfare organization took him in, gave him some new clothes, okay? So he shows back up at the speakeasy the next night. So they basically, like, did something out of fucking itchy and scratchy to him. And he was like, hey, what's up? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Now, at this point, these guys are completely frustrated. They're like, what the hell do we do? So they I would f- be frustrated as well. <laughs> well, you, you, you wouldn't try to murder a drunk man through alcoholism. No, I wouldn't. But were I to, I would have thought I would have met my goal. At this yeah, exactly. Okay. You would think at any point by now, one of these things would have killed him. But not Mike Malloy. Okay. Now, so what they did next was they hired a cab driver. And they offered him $150 to run over Mike Malloy. <laughs> so, <Sure. laughs> so they get Mike Malloy blind, stinking drunk again and bring him out to a bridge and put him there. 
the, the cab driver, whose name was Harry Green, he backs his car up two blocks to make sure that he can get enough speed. And he just floors it and takes off directly for Mike Malloy. Now, somehow, Mike managed to dodge the taxi cab. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it ran over him and he was good. Yeah, well, we'll get there. Hold on, okay? I was going to say that Sarnayev brother could have used that trick. <laughs> hey So, anyway, he manages to stumble out of the way. Probably just a lucky drunk step, anyway. So they take him over to a new road. And this time they set him up, and this time Green manages to hit him at about 45 miles per hour in his taxi. Which is a pretty significant collision. That yeah. should give you problems. Yeah, yeah, that would definitely give you problems. That's about 72 kilometers an hour, I think, if I remember my conversions, okay? So anyway, the first attempt to run over Mike Molloy didn't work. They made a second attempt, and this time they were successful. They run him over completely with this taxi cab. About fucking time. And the taxi broke. Uh, no, the taxi was fine. They all went off to do their separate ways, the, the murder trust. They went, they went off to celebrate, basically, and basically sat around waiting for Mike Molloy's death announcement to appear in the newspapers. And uh, judging by what we've heard so far, I'm sure that was swift and uh, successful. Yeah. After a while, they started to get confused as to why nothing happened. They didn't see any announcement in the newspapers or anything like that. So they were confused, basically. They said, where is I this? mean, it shouldn't confuse them at this point. <laughs> they should expect, like, if they drop a fucking bomb and he catches it in his teeth, he's going to be fine. Uh, a few weeks later, about three weeks later, Mike Malloy stumbles into the bar with a limp. Oh, I thought he was just drunk. Well, I mean, he probably was. <laughs> well, apparently he had been picked up, taken to the hospital. He had suffered a fractured skull, a concussion, a broken shoulder, uh, various leg injuries and things like that. Uh, but... Several weeks later, there he is in the speakeasy, ready to drink again. So this this guy is proving to be indestructible. He's just taking a bottle of scotch and pouring it in the hole in his head. <laughs> this this I, I think you brought up this reference before. I think we were talking about Attila Ambrush, but this guy more aptly fits the description you had of a Grand Theft Auto game with feet. Yeah, like it's just it's ridiculous, like. He falls out of a helicopter and splatters on the ground, and like it takes a little bit of your money away, and he just respawns. <laughs> so so far, just to recap, they've tried to poison him. They fed him like wood alcohol. Uh, they fed him antifreeze. They gave him sandwiches of rotten sardines and carpet tacks and like raw yeah. oysters. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they literally gave him a trash sandwich, and he was like. <laughs> Nothing is working. These guys are starting to get desperate because he's still continuing to drink at this bar. 
Like he's he's consuming alcohol there. They're losing money on this because they're expecting to have had an insurance payout by now. And forgive me for forgetting because a I don't really pay attention. And they tried shooting them yet? They well, here's where we get to the hitman. So they tried to contact. <laughs> they tried to contact a professional hitman. Now the hitman wanted five hundred dollars which they decided was far too expensive because, you know, this is the, the 1930s. It, it's not, that's a lot of money at the time. Yeah, in today's money, that's $32 billion. Yeah, in today's money, that's about $500 plus inflation. Though at this point, I mean, wouldn't you just, it's too expensive? He's too expensive. <laughs> I, I would have thought, like, but I, I, I don't run a, a mobster-owned speakeasy. But I would have thought at some point they would have just said, let's cut our losses, boot him out, like, to hell with this guy. We'll find somebody else who we can drink to death. Yeah, I mean, just treat the hitman like one of those ambulance chaser lawyers, you know. If he doesn't die, they don't get paid. Mm-hmm. And just, and just say, 500, bye. Mm-hmm. What they did out of their desperation was they said, okay, we're going to find another guy who looks like Malloy. We're going to stuff his ID in uh, his coat pocket, and they ran him over with a taxi cab. <laughs> That's my favorite part so far. So they did this to Joe Murray, another alcoholic. Now, Murray was... <laughs> yeah, another Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> Not another Irishman as far as I can tell, but he was a perfect substitute for Malloy in every way because he also recovered from his injuries after two months in hospital. At that point, they got to be like waiting for Ashton Kutcher to jump out and say that they got pumped. <laughs> At this point, they decide there's only one thing left to do. Murder. Plain and simple. They're just going to kill Malloy and be done with it. Well, isn't that where they should have started? <laughs> Well, technically, all of this is murder, but like here, they just want to yeah. go direct murder. I, but I can't imagine the frustration when like they try to kill his clone and it doesn't work. They gotta be like, come on! <laughs> like you have to keep in mind too; they have to make it look realistic enough uh, to be accidental in order to collect this insurance money. Because if it's clear up, straight up, like a bullet to the head, they're not going to get an insurance payout for it. Oh. So, their plan this time... Okay, so their plan this time... an exploding guitar... <laughs> and him lessons. Okay, so this time they challenged Malloy to a, a drinking match. Marino drank whiskey, and they gave Malloy wood alcohol, so they're still trying to at least kill him that way. So, once Malloy was, like, insensibly drunk, like, just basically vertical not vertical horizontal on the floor with alcohol they took him to a room they stuffed a hand towel in his mouth and then they attached a rubber hose to a coal gas jet in the wall and so wasn't there something about it has to look like an accident well at least not overtly murder like not like a gunshot or something like that so they're trying to make it look like suicide I, I, I don't know what they're trying to do at this point. What, so I don't think they do either. <laughs> so basically they suffocate him with like coal gas is what they do. They gas him. And after a little bit, he's finally dead. Malloy is lifeless 
uh, dead on the speakeasy, okay? They take him to a doctor, Donc Frank, Dr. Frank Menzella, a, uh, a former alderman of New York, or from the Bronx anyway, and uh, they bribe him to basically produce a false death certificate. So he writes down that Malloy died of pneumonia, basically. They bring him to the doctor like, can you confirm he's finally fucking dead because Jesus Christ. <laughs> so on the death certificate, it's listed that he has died of pneumonia with alcoholism as a contributing cause. So the gang, they pay the doctor $50 for this service. They didn't embalm him. Uh, he was just buried in a cheap wooden box uh, maybe four hours after he died. That's what we call an Irish goodbye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Okay, so Murphy, one of the gang members there, now posing as Molloy's brother, goes to Metropolitan Life Insurance where he collects the $800, okay? The- <laughs> they only got $800? Like, how in the red are they? <laughs> well, this was the first payment, okay? This is the first payment. Uh... The insurance agents then went around to pay him more money after the initial you know, payment was paid out. Uh, they couldn't find him because Murphy was in jail for something else, and then they got suspicious. On what grounds? <laughs> anyway, so the insurance company contacts the police who start investigating. Uh, Malloy, of course, at this time, now has a considerable reputation around town because he's Iron Mike, as his nickname was, right? Like, nothing can kill this guy. Like, he can drink liters of alcohol and come out none the worse for wear. Yeah, I am Mike, for my heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so they start to investigate this, and they find out that uh, there's another person, a woman, Betty Carlson, who also d- died of pneumonia under mysterious circumstances in the same speakeasy. And they start to piece together that these guys have actually, you know, been doing this for quite some time, possibly with other people as well. And they arrest them. Well, yeah, I mean, that's probably the logical step at that point. When it's like, oh, they died from the exact same thing on the exact same floor. Ah! <laughs> so anyway, they bring them all to trial. The four murderers, all they all claimed insanity or shifted blame to each other. Uh, the taxi driver was a little bit uh, miffed, I guess, because he never got paid his full amount that he was promised for running over Mike Malloy, so he testified against them. And uh, He just walks in to get paid in the courtroom. He's like, I'll come back. <laughs> but honestly, like, the insanity claim, I think they got something there, because at this point, when they've, like, killed this guy 37 fucking times, and he walks in like, hello! Like, that's gonna kind of break yeah, I mean, at, at this point, they probably lost their minds, like, trying to figure out why this guy's so indestructible. But anyway, <laughs> so about this court case. Okay, so Marino, Pasqua, Kreisberg, and Murphy, uh, they were all got the electric chair. They died at Sing Sing Prison. The doctor who forged the certificate, Dr. Manzella, was convicted and sentenced uh, to some other prison term. I couldn't find out for how long it was. Molloy was reburied, and... Uh, he took to the grave his secret of his incredible and nearly indestructible body. I mean, part of me actually thought you're going to say they went to rebury him and he just like walked out of the casket and got <laughs> fucked up at the bar. 
That would be funny if they dug him up for like the autopsy or something and they were like, what the hell? This guy's still alive. <laughs> yeah, they dig him up. He's just like, what's for drinks? <laughs> Bring me one of those sardine and thumbtack sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, can I have a nice shit sandwich in it? Now you're sounding British. Yeah. Why am I British now? How old is I after? <laughs> so biscuit what have we learned from this um eat rotten sardines and nails and you'll live forever yeah it's like the cow water eclair we need that uh nice lady to try it out plus no a ghost uh we do not recommend anyone consuming or serving sardine and thumbtack sandwiches or carpet tacks that's what it was. the thoughts I suck. Do not represent Biscuit. I think you should do it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I guess we've learned that, you know, people who look like they're headed for an early grave not always are. Yeah. Uh, douchebags live forever. <laughs> All right. Well, it's very true. It's very true. We do. We live forever. We get to be president. <laughs> Uh, Biscuit, do we have anything to plug? Uh, other than the rotten sardine sandwiches, I don't so. Alright. Fair enough. Yeah. Boy, what a downer that was, huh? Yeah. BigBadNonsense at yeah. gmail.com if you want to email us. Twitter at BigBadNonsense where Biscuit uh, regularly insults people. And oh, shout out to Any Cheese on Twitter who has posted that she is part of Team Sock in her profile. Yeah, I saw that. Smoozy. <laughs> if you would like to join Team Biscuit, then... Well, I don't give a shit, actually. It, first of all, fuck you. Um, <laughs> secondly, the the email. You know what? You tell us. You plug something. Me? I don't have anything to plug. No, the listeners. That's the, the email. They, they plug something. Oh, you want They're, them like, send to us send us, their us plugs? Shitty Etsy or something. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea, right? Yeah, sure. Or Man. just tweet at Biscuit with something you want to plug and he'll retweet it. No, I'll probably just, like, call you stupid and block it. After retweeting it. Sure. <laughs> and the last couple minutes of this have not gone well. <laughs> All right, listeners. It's great to know that you've been listening. And uh, that's the end of the show. Apparently so. Bye.